Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers, and welcome back to another Parks and Rec After Show. It is the final After Show because it was the series finale tonight. We have episodes 12 and 13 of season 7 that we're talking about. I can't believe it's over. It had us in tears a little bit, a little bit of teary-eyedness mm-hmm. going on. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. It is youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. You can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please rate, comment, and subscribe. And you can also talk to us on Twitter using the hashtag ABTVParksAndRec. So tweet to us, what do you think about this episode? What do you think about the series, the whole series, because it's over? And quite frankly, you should tweet us because we want to keep this Parks and Rec going, talking about our favorite memories. I'm your host, Katie Campbell, and you can find me on Twitter at KatieEECampbell. That's Katie with three E's. I'm joined in studio tonight by Lauren Salon and Quinn Skillian. Hey guys, Lauren Salon here. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N. Hi guys, my name is Quinn Skillian. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. That's S-C-I-L-L-I-A-N. So what did you guys think about tonight's episode, the final episode of Parks and Recreation? Yeah, I thought it was, they did a very good job of concluding the whole Series. I think we had all talked a little bit about how we kind of wanted a little bit more from it, and there were some parts that I think were a little cheesy with tonight's episode, but all in all, I think they ended the entire show well. Yes. I don't know, guys. I don't want to be the dark cloud, but I wasn't crazy. I mean, I did love it. I love that I got to know what everybody was up to, but I wanted an episode of Parks and Rec, and we kind of, you know, with all these, jumped around, all these flash forwards and these flash backwards, and like, didn't really know where we were, and having to keep track of, uh, you know, whose story we were in, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I thought it was just a little too jumbled for me to really get to appreciate the farewell. Mm -hmm. Well, we did kind of get a Parks and Rec moment, because their last mission was to do something for, as a Parks department. Apartment to fix the swing at a park called One Last Ride for the Parks and Rec. You know, I thought that was the good Parks and Rec about it, but I also, I really enjoyed these characters and seeing where they were going to be in the future because right. I would have always wondered, what's Donna going to be doing 30 years from now? Mm-hmm. And what are Leslie and Ben going to do? Are somebody going to be president one day? I want to know that. I don't know. I think I would have been okay with a little bit of ambiguity. I don't think I needed so... I didn't think I needed it spelled out. I'm happy to know because it's wonderful closure and because like, we know we've grown to love these characters so much. But I, I just don't think I needed it, you know, kind of a step-by-step kind of play-by-play for everybody. Yeah, yeah it, I would have been okay. I would have, I would have been okay with a little bit of who knows. You know right. what I mean? Like if, if we didn't know that Andy and April had end up, you know, getting pregnant and stuff, like I would have been okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I want to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many assumptions you can make that like you would just assume that, of course, they're going to have kids down yeah, the road. Of course, yeah. Leslie's going to go on to bigger and better and Ben as well. But I think that in part doing that sort of flash forward thing is kind of an easy way out for writers to conclude a series that way. Mm-hmm. But it did, you know, all along the way, we have been talking about how we want to see what they're doing in the future. And we don't want them to all be splitting up and going different places. We want them to all be back in Pawnee. So it did give us that 
everyone's back together mm-hmm. thing that we really Closure wanted. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was definitely happy to see them back all at the Parks Department there at the end. That was really nice. Yes. The episode started out with Leslie talking to everybody, going down memory lane, very detailed, mm-hmm. back to like before they were even hired. And we learn that this guy comes in saying there's a swing broken for the last three months by his house and he wants somebody to fix it. And she's like, let's do this. Let's all do this together. And I didn't expect that this was going to happen, but she got together with Donna, started telling her that she was proud of her and touched Donna's arm. And then we just go all the way to 2023. So a little bit of what Donna's doing is she is still in the real estate business and she's living in Seattle and she is with Joe at dinner and they're talking about, you know, what their plans are, what they're doing. And he's running a school. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about where Donna is in life? I think I think it's great. And again, we got some, you know, the wonderful political commentary that we've come to know and love from Parks and Rec, you know, talking about, you know, budget cuts at schools and mm-hmm. how, how big of a problem that is. And so <laughs> it was kind of nice to see eliminated a math, the, the math, math after school program and math. Just math. <laughs> yeah, they just, we don't teach math. So it was nice that she kind yeah. of was like, you know, Donna's never been one to be um, super philanthropic. So it was nice to see her kind of like throw the school of bone there. It was cool. Yeah, I did really like seeing not only Donna having her kind of glory of being this mogul essentially and of real estate but right. then also deciding to now use all this money that she's made to support schools and make the foundation for education for Joe and all that and you know later in the episode Tom kind of hassles her for going into the nonprofit world <laughs> but it's a nice it rounds out her character well from just being you know someone who loves to shop and treat herself to doing that, you know, yeah. and caring about education. She still loves to treat herself. Oh, yeah, totally. She showed the watch off with yeah. all the bling. And I think that something that's great about her character is that she's kind of been this silent backbone for people, and we've seen it a lot in this season, but she, you know, she does things selflessly for other people, mm-hmm. and she even called that foundation for her husband, Teach Yourself, yeah. which I thought was absolutely adorable. Perfect. Nice little tip of the hat. And it's good seeing that she is still in contact with April. She, you know, flew all the way out there because April is working with that foundation that helps put that whole thing together. Mm-hmm. I love that they're still in contact at that time. Right. Yeah. Still working together even though they're not literally working together at the same company or in the right. same city even. Right. Bonds couldn't be broken. <laughs> the next thing really? we see is Craig's story, which was a little weird. I I agree. I thought it was I thought Super the whole random. thing was weird. I thought it was weird one that they did a flash forward for Craig cuz he's been in the series just this season. Yeah. And so it I didn't I loved his character. I thought he was so funny, but didn't think he was important enough to have a fast yeah. forward. I think instead of Craig, we should have seen Anne and Chris. I mean, yeah, we did see exactly. a flash forward moment, but we should have seen like where they're going after that. Yeah, yeah. they were just part of... April's flash forward. They didn't get their own. And yeah. Then we got Craig marrying Typhoon. It was so weird. Which, yeah, it kind of felt like um like a forced moment just so like so Billy Eichner could show off that he could sing, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. But I love though that Ron was Typhoon's best man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. They really hit it off when he got that haircut. Yeah, yeah. they did. And then the next one we see is April and Andy. Which was really cute. I loved their flash forward. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about it? Like I said, like, you know, it was one of the ones where I kind of assumed that they'd probably have kids down the line. And I thought it was a little weird because um, for April having so many reservations about having kids, it was kind of like, well, where does that stem from? You know, does she really want to, you know, have a family with him? And all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, like, I guess she's just going to have kids. And like, that's just what she wants to do. But it was like, is that what she wants to do? I couldn't really tell. It was kind of jumbled and weird, maybe a little uncomfortable, actually. Really? Yeah. I didn't think it was too weird. I mean, I've always seen them being, you know, when April does have those softer moments, she's really caring and loving. Mm -hmm. And so I've 
I feel like she, you know, she was destined to become a mother at some point, and yeah. I like that we got to see that. And I love that they did it on Halloween's. We got to see two Halloween's with them dressed up first as Janet Snakehole and Burke Macklin, yes. and then when she's in labor, dressed as a zombie or something, and they're playing Monster Mash music. Hilarious, you know, it fits so well with. April's character yeah. and even Andy, you know, being his goofy alter ego. And she put that makeup on <laughs> after the fact that she was in labor yeah. already. She's like, I did this after. Exactly. Yeah, Dr. Sauerstein's like, do you want to wash your face or something? She's like, no, no I did this intentionally. This is the first yeah, thing they're going to see. Do you guys think that the, the son's name is actually Jack Lantern or just Jack? I think it's Jack Lantern. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's got to be something that long, crazy, crazy Jack's name. too normal. Yeah. Jack's the nickname. Yeah. They have to tell Leslie it's just Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she would freak out. We saw she was nervous when she's like, what's his name? Like, <laughs> That's good. Jack's yeah. good. And I thought it was funny that we got to see Dr. Saperstein. What did you guys think about the baby actually being born in Pawnee? Wait, why were they there? Good question. <laughs> I thought why it was odd. Why were they there? That was odd, but it was cute though. I mean, I like Pawnee. I want them all to be there anyway. But or I just was, thought it was maybe Saperstein got was promotion it, yeah. too. <laughs> maybe he was in. Well, they DC. said that, they said it's great that the baby's oh, born, born in Pawnee. Pawnee. Maybe that oh, maybe yeah. maybe on purpose then, you know. Just yeah, for, just to keep it all in Pawnee, keep yeah. everybody there. Uh, the next one we see is John Ralphio, who dies in 2022, and I really thought that he Me did too. die. I thought so too, and it was going to be some ridiculous story about how he died. Like, trying to get money for getting hit by a car again, uh, yeah. and it didn't work out this time. He actually did die. Failed insurance <laughs> attempt. Yeah. But this was kind of a money deal. Yeah, it was all yeah, yeah, insurance like scheme insurance. with Mona Lisa trying to scam. I also <laughs> like that none of us, like, we're like, yeah, we thought he died. Like, we weren't even going to be that bummed about it. Like, it's like, like whatever. Oh, but it makes sense. <laughs> the end of yeah. the season, he can die. And, yeah. and he died, like, two years later. Like, or yeah. four five. years later or whatever. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five. I don't know. <laughs> math. <laughs> math died anyway. Because, yeah. yeah, it's because there's no math. There's no math. We don't have to worry about math, math anymore. Math died in the future. But uh, next person we see is Tom, who is at Tom's Bistro, and he's deciding that he's going to open, like, 20 of these across America in the next five years. Did you guys think this was going to take off and actually maybe even have more than 20? I wasn't sure. You know, Tom's had pretty good luck this past season, you know, ever since uh, his rent-a-swag kind of went Mm -hmm. under. Everything after that has been kind of like, you know, he's kind of grown up, he's making all the right decisions, the right Mm -hmm. business moves. So I was was, was thinking maybe something good was going to come of that. You know, he's kind of been on top of the game. With, yeah. uh, you know, business-wise. I agree. I didn't see the failure coming because he's yeah. been, he has been making smarter decisions and his character has matured a lot. But I think it fits, you know, with mm-hmm. he's got such a big head that he needs to kind of get knocked down a peg a little from yeah. time to and time. Yeah, and I think it's like a definitely in Tom's character to kind of have to like f- figure it out. Like he kind of just like, he, he has an idea, it doesn't work out, he comes up with something new. That's kind of always going to be his trajectory, I think. So actually, I think it's rather fitting. Yeah, and that's the thing with even being a real entrepreneur. You're going to have so many ideas and so many things that work, but then Mm -hmm. also so many that don't work. And he showed, you know, he had that failure with the restaurants and kind of went bankrupt because of, not because of his own doing, because the market crashed, but then he was able to turn that into a, you know, a book and career and have best-selling books come out of it. Who knew Tom could write? When I first (laughs) saw... 
Yeah, when I first saw that documentary, though, I thought it was him talking about how he had all these failures, <laughs> but then he made it big. Like, that's what I thought it was <laughs> yeah. going to turn into. It was going to be a trick documentary or yeah. something. I love that Lucy is standing by his side still. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. very happy for the two of them She's to be Tom's together. She's Tom's number one fan. Yeah. So sweet. Him. Very cute. The book that he did write, though, is called Failure, an American Success Story. <laughs> I thought, okay, he's a motivational speaker. I guess that makes sense. But these books, and, and then we learn in, in the episode later on that he has a second book. Yeah. Failure 2.0. Like failing to... Failing to fail, yeah. Yeah. And then the next person we see in the future is Mayor Gergich. And I absolutely love this. I did too. It was one of my favorites. Talk about coming out on top. Gary Gergich. I love... I love Gary and his family. He's just so sweet. And, you know, he's... Be, he's been the mayor for fourth, tenth, twentieth, or whatever for tons of years. So, like so the everyone rest of loves his life. him. Yeah, <laughs> everyone loves him. Which is funny because in previous seasons he was, you know, he had this list of things that he wanted to do, and Leslie was trying to help him with that. Like let's, you know, get him to meet the mayor, and then the mayor was dead at that time, mm-hmm. and all of these things. And Gary finally has this big, huge thing, and he comes out on top, like you yeah. said, and I absolutely loved it. And he lived till he was 100 years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. And Gail didn't age a day. I know, not of one course. bit. <laughs> and, she, and he was just surrounded by Gurkages in their family picture. There's just, like, tons of them. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, the Romney family, how they, you know, their family photos, they have, like, a thousand yeah, little yeah. Romneys around them. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I thought that that flash forward was just so sweet. And, you know, he dies on his 100th birthday in his sleep peacefully. It was lovely. And he, at his funeral, gets a 21-stamp salute from the notary organization, which is so cheesy. But, you know, like, he was probably smiling huge from the grave. Well-deserved ending for Gary Gerber. at his funeral, too, we see Leslie and Ben super old. And Ben, of course, makes that same line that he always does about how does Gail look this good? Like, how did they end up together? (laughs) And he's like, how does Gail look that good? And then we see a Secret Service guy say, okay, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are about three guys, bodyguards, dressed in, you know, suits, black sunglasses, like Secret Service with Leslie and Ben. I want to know more about That's the thing that we didn't get to know more about. Yeah, who's president there? Because that's one of the furthest flash forwards that we had in Mm -hmm. the show where we saw other people. And... It was 2048. You know, so we, don't, we don't know if maybe one of them was president. Oh, so you don't think it was just the governor thing? Because I guess yeah. they wouldn't be governor, governor anymore. It, yeah, probably being not. that old, yeah. 2048. So who knows? Maybe he was a, some, one of them's a retired president? Both of them? <gasps> Gotta be Leslie. Come on. That's something both. I want to know. Hey, Tweet us at home and let us know what yeah. you guys think. Yes, please. Who was the president? Who's Why the were the president? Secret Service there? Yes. Now, the next person we get to see is Ron, which... This whole thing about flash or flash forwards was Leslie basically touching an arm or touching her <laughs> hand, and, and it kind of just goes, you know, or and a hug like or something. But zoom, in, zoom us over to wherever they were going. Right, and we see Ron fixing the swing back in 2017, and then they sit on the swings, and Leslie grabs his hand <laughs> in the most awkward way. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> we all were like, hands. what? Well, oh, that, okay. That mechanism for doing a flash forward is super cheesy anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah. they touch and then it's like a premonition, you know, and they zoom into the future. But then like the really exaggerated, cheesy handhold. She had to like reach pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> just so made weird. it, made it I, even more obvious. And I feel like he should have been saying, good God, woman, at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. But he just took it. He, he just, just held yeah. her hand. Uh, Ron's future was... I loved his future. This is actually the first time I teared up in this episode because he just, he ends in such a good way. He resigned from his company and he missed the government. Okay. He'll never admit that. 
What yeah, did you guys he, think about him? He needed some up? sense of purpose and goes to Leslie and says, you know, last time I was at a crossroads, I didn't ask you for advice. And that's how the whole beef between him and mm-hmm. Leslie happened. And so he goes and meets with Leslie and Ben and kind of gives them an update on his life. And Leslie's like, I'm going to figure this out for you and I'm going to find your next purpose, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she ends up getting him a job as a the director of the National Park in Pawnee. She's like, you get to just roam the land, look at bears and stuff, go out in the canoe, Mm -hmm. in the water, and that's your job. I love their friendship because he goes all the way to Washington just to (laughs) ask her this advice in the first Mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and it was really, really sweet. And also, you know, like, not, I mean, I I couldn't see Ron being behind the desk for the rest of his life. It's Mm -hmm. not very un-Ron-like. You know, he's he's a man. He wants to work with his hands. Get him Mm -hmm. outside. Yeah, like yeah, he likes building stuff, but I don't think he was really getting into the actual act of building yeah. with that company. He was right. running it. Yeah, and it sounds like he built it into a very successful company. It looks like his whole family is He's, still working in it, and he was mm-hmm. the chairman and decides it's kind of time to move on. And they were in that meeting, having a meeting about how great that year had been. So, you know, he's okay, ready for his we're next We're doing all right. Year. I can leave now. And then back. he also, I love that he bought uh, 51% of uh, Legavalin's... Yeah, a know, distillery. But, yeah, scotch. <laughs> Why not? But that's with his gold. Diversified his portfolio. He's like, I got rid of some gold. Put it into scotch. <laughs> put it into yes. scotch. Brown gold. The last one we get to see is Leslie and Ben. We were waiting for this. She, they're in Washington in 2005, and we see Joe Biden. And I just thought her face was so adorable when <laughs> yeah. she looks at him because that was her celebrity crush. And the last time she saw him, she was s- dumbstruck. Yeah. yeah, it was the greatest scene ever a couple seasons ago. And she's there. They're playing Pictionary charades, charades at mm-hmm. his house. And Jen Barkley shows up and asks Ben if he wants to be the governor of Indiana because the person who's the governor wasn't. Isn't gonna, gonna run, gonna run again. Yeah, yeah. And then another woman, Janet from DNC, asks Leslie simultaneously on the other side of the room if she wants to run for the governor of Indiana. What did you guys think about that whole debacle? Well, I with love Les- it. yeah, with <laughs> Leslie getting asked first, I'm like, oh my gosh, here they go. And you know, with Ben's job as a congressman being based in Pawnee, or mm-hmm. you know, in the flash forwards, we don't really know where they're based exactly. But, you know, it seems like the perfect opportunity for them to then again be in Pawnee. But then when Ben gets approached by Jen, you're like, ah, family drama. But I know I was like, oh, that means neither of them is going to run. You know, I was like, oh, they could do that to each other. (laughs) Or they're going to run against each other. But obviously there's like 10 minutes left in this season or series Mm -hmm. that, you know, nothing dramatic is going to (laughs) happen. That would be an interesting campaign, though, the two of them running against each other. They make a pros and cons list, and it's the exact same. Identical for both of them. Identical list. And we finally get to see these triplets again, grown up. Mm -hmm. I wanted more. Of course, we only just get a little flash. Yeah, and, and thought, a flash indeed. I, w- I thought there was going to be some, like, big, you know, joke about why we never really saw the kids at all. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. But it was just like, oh, we got to see them. We did. We got to see them for, like, 30 seconds, and then, boom, they were gone. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this earlier in um, one of the podcasts, but that one of the reasons, I guess, was that le- that – Amy Poehler didn't want to work with kids, with kids like right. with babies and then you know toddlers probably and then at that point they're like ah, oh, we don't really need to show them anymore right. <laughs> they've been out of the show the whole time why introduce them now but I've been wondering I know because they feel like they've been noticeably missing so I mm-hmm. thought maybe that's why they were going to make something of it but they yeah. didn't but I think that every time we've seen them they've been such a whirlwind of like chaos that mm-hmm. it makes sense that they kind of keep them out because anytime they yeah. come in even even in this episode they're like 
oh gosh, it's going to happen. Brace yourselves. And the kids like swarm in, grab their breakfast or dinner, whatever meal it was, and then swarm out in the span of like six seconds. Right. All they left was the broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie didn't even want that. Oh uh, no. I don't think Leslie Nope is one for broccoli. So they decided that they're going to decide after their trip to Pawnee about who's going to run and who's going to step aside. So in Pawnee, Ben says, you know what, let's go look at the office one last time. Let's go make a visit to the Parks and Rec Department. And everybody was mm. there. And this yeah. made me tear up harder than the last time. Because <laughs> <laughs> we finally got to see Anne and Chris and all the babies that we've been mm-hmm. missing this whole season. Everybody was in the same room. Yeah, surprise Pawnee yeah. Parks Department reunion. Wonderfully symmetrical. Yes, and I, I that's cute that... Anne had two kids, Oliver yeah. and Leslie. She named one after Leslie. I know. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that both Anne and Donna had, like, colored hair. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, so, you know, like, chic. Right now it's like, yeah. oh, everybody in the future is going to have, like, streaks of stuff going on. Anne has colored her hair in the past, though, too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. why she, oh, yeah, she had, like, red, yeah. She did that when Chris Traeger broke up with her the first time. Mm-hmm. But they're together and they're, mm-hmm. they love each other. I think that's so sweet and special. And then we talk, Ben and Leslie are talking together about, okay, like, who's going to, you know, take this governor job? Who's going to run? And Leslie says, let's flip a coin. What did you guys think about that coming from Leslie's mouth? Yeah, that was a really big moment for her. She's not one to leave anything up to chance. Yeah, it was, it seemed very out of character. But at the same time, her reasoning for it is like, whichever one of us win, you know, wins the coin toss, essentially, it's going to be great. You know? Because the pros and cons are the same, so it's like the outcome, you know, is doesn't really matter. It can just be either of us or whatever. And you know, Ben just couldn't let that happen. I don't think. Yeah. So she had it in her dream journal that yeah, she wanted to be when governor she when she's in kindergarten. Come on. I think it should have been Leslie, and I'm glad it was her because of that fact. Mm-hmm. She's been dreaming about this. She had this all planned out when she was five years old, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I saw it on Ben's face. I knew he was going to do that when she walked out and said, "You know, let's tell everybody. Let's flip the coin in front of everyone." And then, oh, you called it. That that I did. I thought that was going to happen. Wouldn't it be weird if it was Ben? Everyone would have been, <laughs> yeah, like, would have been like, all right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was satisfying that it was, it was either Leslie. Leslie or no one. Yeah. 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 And then we flash forward to 2035 at Indiana University, and she's giving a speech, and she ex- says the exact same line that she did to her friends back in the Parks and Rec office, that work hard and work worth doing alongside a team of people we love. And I thought that was a beautiful line, and that made me tear up. Yeah, it was very, very sweet, very good way to kind of conclude things. And we know, obviously, is watching it and where we're at with the whole series that she's really speaking to the bigger, the bigger picture and the whole mm-hmm. experience of, of the Parks crew at in Pawnee. And then she got dedicated to the library. She was like, <laughs> yeah. a library? Dang it. Yeah, she doesn't like libraries or li- Tammy. librarians. Tammy, because <laughs> of that whole situation. Yeah. They yeah. all hate the library. And then the last final scene that we get is a group picture, and we see them bickering. April's talking about how she's a vampire. Andy's trying to, you know, who should I be in this photo? Burt Macklin. I just love that we saw all of their personalities. We had, like, a line from each one of them mm-hmm. that just completely was them. Tom with Photoshop me in, and, and Gary, I thought he was going to mess up the camera, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, I know. But it was so beautiful. It was, it was really, really sweet. sweet. I also like that they fixed the swing, and it went totally unappreciated. And Leslie's just like, well, that's normal. That's pretty much how <laughs> it goes go. here at the Parks Department. <laughs> it's how it went all these yeah. seasons. Nothing really was appreciated, but at the end of the day, but you got that work done. brought them together. Yes. That's all that mattered. It was such a good... I liked the episode. I really enjoyed it. I Like I said, I want to know everything, so I really liked seeing 
this future stuff except for the one missing fact that I want to know who became president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, our ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what the heck Chris and Ann are doing with their lives. Come yeah. on. They're moving back to Pawnee. So everybody's going to end up in yeah. Pawnee, right. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right back where they started. Which makes us happy. That's what I wanted. We wanted I wanted them to be together. I wasn't forever. happy yeah. about the whole Seattle, Washington, and eh, the mm-hmm. split up. So I'm glad that they're coming back together. Except Donna's still in Seattle. Yeah. Right. She'll and, come back. And maybe even um, Andy and April still in Washington. Did they move back to but Pawnee? they were in Pawnee with the baby. Everybody's going to move we back. Yeah, That's yeah. What's gonna, <laughs> there are things gonna that have been left unexplained. <laughs> True. <laughs> and something we see after the episode ends is the little message to Harris Whittles, who we learned last Thursday died. He's an executive producer at for Parks and Rec, and he's also a writer. He wrote a lot of episodes. He actually wrote um, one of the episodes this season, the Ron and Jammy episode. Oh, okay. And that was a really sad thing to learn. He was only 30 years old. Like and horrible mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before the finale, and the police suspect that it's a drug overdose. Of course, they're running toxicology reports and stuff. But I really like how a lot of people on the show, like Amy Poehler, had words about it. Everybody was very devastated, and Tom wrote something on his Tumblr that was 3,000 words long. Oh, Aziz? Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I called him Tom. Yeah. Aziz, I'm sorry. I was like, who's Tom? Because they're um, close friends. Yeah, I know. I saw, I saw Aziz's little tribute to him, and it was very sweet and also really funny, you know, just to kind of remind us that obviously he's... Um, an insanely genius comedic writer. I know. He had such a bright future ahead of him in, in this industry, I feel. Yeah. And I did like, though, that we got to see him in Primary episode where he had that thing on his head and he was living downstairs with Brett <laughs> mm-hmm. in the basement. Um, it's just a really sad loss. And it was a sweet little comment, though, at the very end that yeah. they yeah. said in tribute to him. But we are really sad over here because this series <laughs> has ended. So please tweet us, ABTV Parks and Rec, and you can find Quinn on me on Twitter at Quinn <laughs> That's S-C-I-L-L-I-A-N. You can also find me on Instagram at Quinstagram, Q-U underscore Instagram. And you can find me on Vine if you want, at the Quinn B, if you want some giggles now that Parks and Rec is over. You can find me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, at Lauren Salon. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E.E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's, Campbell on Instagram at KatieCampbell13. You can also find me on Katie Campbell online. And tweet us. Please tweet us your favorite memories of this whole series. We love Parks and Rec. We want to keep talking about it. And thank you so much for tuning in. And the Parks crew is signing out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.